Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip. And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions. That's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch Today the wonderful Jessica Loki our producer of Live Lunch has organised uh, mac and cheese from Bella Italia very apt for this conversation Welcome to another episode of Live Lunch we're having fun already uh, it's great to have you with us we're in series 13 this is the second episode i hope you've enjoyed the last one when we talked about a whole load of things i actually watched back to last week's episode on youtube and for some reason as often happens on youtube it comes up with the little um subtitles closed caption <laughs> things like that <laughs> and it said when you introduce it it says you know i'm johan philip and it's, it spells johan uh, with a j mm-hmm. but that's that's close enough and then i say i'm at carnival and it says i'm at carnival <laughs> you're at carnival. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, I'm at carnival. Yeah. So carnival. it's it's you know that's that's what this is like. Such good fun. We're just so much excited to be here. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was great. Anyway, it's probably come up again if you're watching this with the uh, with the subtitles on. Let me let me give you a rundown of what we. You drop in the chat if anything really funny has come up. Oh, it probably does. And it to be honest, sometimes it probably makes more sense than the actual thing that we talk about. <laughs> Matt would rather be at a carnival. Well, who wouldn't? I can't think of the last time. Can't anyway. Let's not let's not go down that rabbit warren. We've got enough of those coming up, including Toby is with us. Hello, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. Uh, Toby was preaching on Sunday, continuing our Hope is Here series from Matthew, and so we're going to be diving into that. It's a message that is about Jesus healing a boy with with a demon, and so the themes of faith and the demonic we got lots of questions we did a little bit of a q a on in our evening service and loads of questions came in about the demonic and spiritual warfare and that sort of thing it's probably a topic that we don't talk huge amount about so it'd be great to dive into more uh, of those questions as well just to quickly interject we will be adding that video to youtube uh we will do that probably later on today so please watch it it's brilliant so i think questions of that questions about faith and I, guess, I suppose questions of attitude to the Bible as well uh, will come into this episode as well. We were talking earlier about the idea of manifesting. That's a, some uh, an idea that's getting more traction. Manifesting, wanting you know things that you want in life, you manifest. That's a sort of a secular. I don't know what it. Well, we'll get. Well, let's talk about that today as well. Tobes, why don't you start off with giving us a bit of a recap of what you said on Sunday? Yeah, um, so I think that, um, I guess what else, again, it's Matthew chapter 17, uh, verses 14 to 20, and um, it, Jesus heals a boy with demon. And what I was talking about really is, um, I, I was just focused in on how Jesus responded, actually, and how um, uh, Jesus, he doesn't immediately give the man what he wants. Um, and, and actually, more than that, he, he rebukes him. And um, and I was making uh, the point that, um, 
I related it to my son, uh, I told a story. And it's kind of like that the guy was asking Jesus for a biscuit and Jesus was responding um, by saying, um, there's a way to ask for a biscuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way to ask for the biscuit is in faith. Like there's a, there's a faith. Um, and, and what we see in Jesus kind of responding this way and rebuking us says a lot about Jesus. We might think that he's being kind of, um, you know, harsh even when he's not actually, he's looking to, to train us uh, and in so doing, in the rebuke is, a, is a, a compliment, if you like, and an encouragement, because if Jesus is rebuking your faith, it means that you've got close enough to Jesus for what I call the grace of a rebuke. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so it means that you've got Jesus' attention, um, like the guy in the story. So um, so I, I go and make, I make that point, and I ultimately say that, um, um, and we see how the man responded, and he responded in faith, he did. Jesus rebukes him, and then he gives him exactly what he wants because he responds in faith, and the faith that he responds with is not perfect. Um, I believe, help my unbelief, but he does respond. And, and I could say more about that, but that's the kind yeah. of the first half, and it was a game of two halves, this message, really. Uh, and the second half was to address kind <laughs> of uh, pretty, pretty much head-on um, the uh, topic of demons and there was a boy with a demon there was a medical condition but Jesus saw it as a demon and we just explore that a bit and, and talks about um, how not everything is a demon and not nothing is a demon and actually demons are able to cause uh, kind of even physical issues um, that are, are appropriate in Jesus's case to to deliver cast out expel um, and but there are also times when Jesus uh, is approached with a case and um, he doesn't determine the root is spiritual at all he determines it's physical and he doesn't deliver someone as in to cast out a demon he heals them and they're two separate tools in the toolbox that Jesus uses and and we just need wisdom mm. not to jump to one or the other and, and to be just wise and, 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 and careful with these things those of you who are watching this very perceptively would have noticed a moment of rec- recognition there when Toby said about the game of two halves <laughs> which was touched a sore point for the man sitting next to him because Eddie, Johan Eddie. a Man United fan Toby, an Arsenal fan, mm. big match happened on the weekend. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that though, because that's not what we're here for. No. And we certainly, with just three guys on the panel, also wouldn't want to play into the stereotype of talking about football. Yes. We're not. We're not going to talk about the result. We're not going to talk about no. what happened, who won, what that means for the title race, anything like that. We're just. We're just not. No. Well, if. Some people say true wisdom is supporting Coventry. Well, they were uh, not really caring about what goes on in the Premier League. Anyway, speaking of other things of your association, Johan, <laughs> let's go into this topic of um, uh, demonic. I suppose, yeah, I would love to know your reflections mm-hmm. growing up in India, mm-hmm. coming to, well, coming to Brian, coming to this church, and just when we have this topic mm-hmm. for. British people growing up in this country, growing up in the UK church, it's like very rarely we would even talk about passages like this from the Bible mm. when there was. Like I've literally been in the church that I grew up in, C of E Church, um, passages like this, it would like be explained away. It's not really demonic it talks about epilepsy there so it's just a physical thing it was just and then it just leads you into a weird way of thinking why who why is it written in the bible like that is the bible writers wrong is jesus wrong? it just it creates more problems than it than it solves by doing that we can get into that in a little bit but could you yeah what's your reflections in terms of coming from indian context to the uk to the west on this topic yeah sure i think it's um 
I would expand this to probably people from non-Western cultures, um, from African backgrounds and uh, further sure. afield in Asia, is um, demonic, demonic manifestations wouldn't be something that is considered uh, almost impossible or extraordinary. I have mm. seen with my own eyes things that could only be described as <laughs> demonic manifestation. Um, people screaming and making weird just doing cra you know crazy things i think there's a lot of snake worship um in the southern part of india and you have i've seen the priests go into temples uh, snake worship um those priests um, so they wouldn't be like you know you a lot of the worship would also happen on the street so you uh, you know you'd walk past it and what have you um and seeing men ride around on the floor like like a snake which i have there's no way you know you, you, you've seen contortionists and stuff in, in the circus but like that kind of movement i wouldn't say was human wow. um yeah yeah so so, so when you read when you read stories like this you're like yeah you know i can totally imagine that i can yeah. imagine um the, the just the absolute fear is it's a fearful thing to to observe um and Sometimes you've, I've seen it happen in church. Um, and I remember even as a young boy being quite like, well, that is something scary mm. to observe. So, yeah, I think I haven't really seen that kind of thing in in the West, which is which is fascinating. Okay. How, you know, why do we see it more in, I, I don't know why we see it more <laughs> in mm. countries which are, which believe more in the demonic or would be more open to there being demonic manifestations than yeah. in the West. I think speaking from again um, coming being born in a non-Western uh, country, Nigeria for myself, like you know, similar to you, and obviously not the same country. Um, it's 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 normal. It's it, like it's if someone in in the West was told, you know, there's a you know there are such things as demons and they can manifest or, or whatever, um, or, you know, for for many years, if not even now, the majority would think, oh, that's. That's that's surely that's just fable and it's just weird. In Nigeria, everyone would be like, "Oh yeah, obviously," and not just in Nigeria. In mm. pretty much the whole of Africa, it's kind of like, yeah. And I think that they're coming, uh, living in the Western context, there is kind of a, um, uh, I'm afraid to say, um, a kind of, I suppose, a, an arrogance of sorts. Kind mm. of like uh, we're developed, uh, we know best. We've got you know higher skyscrapers and mm. and better educated on the whole, um, and so therefore. Those guys in the in the in the in the developing world, um, they don't know what they're talking about because we're mm. the intelligent ones mm. and mm. and kind of poo poo if you like um, that way of thinking. But actually, um, the, the I want to say the majority of the world would actually be yeah. in favour of saying, oh yeah, well yeah, of course this is uh, and you'd be you'd be um, I don't want to say stupid that perhaps would be too strong, but you'd be people think you're mad to to not accept that this is a, yeah. a very very normal not normal but a very very real part of human life sadly yeah and i think part of that in terms of um the western i suppose ignorance on this topic is partly a good thing in the sense that uh, you know in countries like the, the uk that have had longer standing more influence from the church historically that more people even though you know any um, person now wouldn't say there'd be very few people to say it would say, that say the uk is a christian country but it has had an established christian heritage in it that actually probably has helped to guard against 
the um, the impact and influence of uh, demonic and new age and fringe uh, spiritual stuff. That so it's 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 a good thing in a way. Well, <laughs> a way. yeah, I, I, I do think that the, the, the you know wherever the gospel has gone, there is a natural restraining of evil, and um, that would be true. Um, but what I would say to that is actually, I think that the devil far more. Um, uh, would rather work covertly mm. than overtly. And it would appear to me that the way the enemy works uh, in the West is less through um, going to temples and seeing snake uh, charm, you know, people, demons of snake, that kind of thing that Johannes yeah. described, <laughs> yeah. which is very clearly overt. And, and anyone yeah. would be like, well, that is extremely disturbing and inhuman. Mm. Um, but actually in a very normal, in, in yeah. a business suit, yeah. And um, yeah. and I think that's a lot of what he does mm. in 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 this world, and and there are many things that one can point to in our culture and the way it's moving too, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that he is at work mm. <laughs> um, and busy um, in in both contexts. One perhaps more overtly, and one perhaps mm. more covertly. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important point because, and that's the enemy's work in terms of through ideas, through ideology, through through uh, can attack, um, you know, can be a, a very powerful and are a very powerful um, attack against um, Christianity, the work of the church. Um, and that's going on all around us. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't have to go hunting uh, for that to see um, the impact of evil in, in the world, not just in terms of things that are overt, but as you say, mm-hmm. covert. If it's not founded on Christ, it's founded on something else, and it's yeah, yeah. not for Christ, it's, a, it's going to pull people away f- away from him. Mm. So this is one thing to add in, is is when you see demonic manifestation uh, in, in people, you're aware that evil is something that can happen to you, and uh, the, mm. the, the, the power of evil is, is not just, um, it's not just evil in, inside you, which is also true, and I'm not denying that, um, but this, it makes you more aware of the supernatural and I guess by uh, by extension it makes you more aware of if there's something demonic then there's something the count of that yeah. will be something beautiful and there's something that protects you yeah. and I guess angelic or the Holy Spirit um, I think one of the things that you, that you then start considering when you do see stuff like that is when you're praying for people you're, you're praying that they would be released from some of the oppression, and you're you're praying and you're believing that it's not it's not just through. Um, so I must caveat all of this, saying that even as you preach that there's there's instantaneous healing and deliverance, but there's also medicine and counselling and proper process, which you want to put people through, and not believe that it's it's one or the other. Um, is that you begin to start praying for people to be set free from some of the the demonic oppression that they may be experiencing. I feel like I do less of that in the West. You know, I I, I don't pray for situations to be, or people to be changed instantaneously, uh, especially people who who might be going through some really horrendous oppression and, and I don't know, like oppressive thoughts and, yeah, you know, just like stuff that's happening to them. Mm. It's more of... Um, let's see their thinking change and let's see them transformed. Less of, you know, is there um, something demonic that we can pray against and believe that they'll be set free from? And can you hear your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I, I think that, um, I don't think it's necessarily a first resort. Um, 
I wouldn't like to use the language of a last resort either because I don't know that if that would be helpful. But uh, certainly if we're talking uh, about spiritual warfare, um, uh, I mean, uh, to be honest, Joel made this point at the, at the Q&A the other day, and I, I'll repeat it. Um, spiritual warfare is the day-to-day -day resisting temptation. Like you've got, you're tempted and you resist or you fall into it and you know, you feel rubbish afterwards and you repent and you come back and you're restored. and that is spiritual warfare as much as Jesus casting out a demon or, or, or even legion, mm. um, which is a very dramatic story in the Bible, um, in the gospels. Um, and so that is, and I think that's right, that is the, the vast majority of things. And, 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 and from um, what I see in the scriptures um, and, and also backed up by experience, which is helpful, um, is actually the, the normal way a person is kind of set free. Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the way we kind of uh, enter into the truth and, 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 and let the truth in, if you like, for want of a better term, is by being in Christian community. That means by taking the bread and wine with the faith. That means by singing the truths of the, the songs that we sing um, from with all your heart. That means to get baptized in, in water, which is to follow what Jesus says, which is follow the truth. And, and being in Christian community, being a, an active member, um, what, what I've seen in um, people that I know that have experienced fairly clear sort of demonic stuff in their life, they have reported that the level of demonic activity that they have seen and been impressed with has significantly gone down, in some cases completely gone. Um, and I think that's a normal way, being mm. in a community of truth. And there's a lot to be said from that, for that. And so to answer your, your question, Johan, somewhat, um, I, I think that's probably right, that our first call isn't necessarily to go there, but to get people seeing Jesus in the community, repenting of their sin, um, believing the truth, all these kinds of things. Now, if after a, a period of kind of, I've got a scripture reference here, Romans chapter six, verse 11, uh, consider yourselves dead to sin. If you're, if you're considering yourself dead to sin, um, and you're allowing something of, you're seeing Jesus and he's transforming you from one degree of glory to another, you're being, to use a big posh word, sanctified, the process by which God changes you to be more like his son ultimately, if after that long period of that, there's still nagging issues, habitual kind of situations, it may be, mm. maybe that there might be, it may be an idea to talk to someone about the potential of, hey, could this be something demonic or not? I, I, I think, mm. I do think that's the way it works. I think it's kind of, there is a, there'll be people that can't get free from a sin and they say, I've got a demon. And it's like, no, no, it's not a demon. You don't, you have to cast out your flesh <laughs> and your flesh has been crucified by Christ and, and you have to reckon on that and, 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 and let him transform you. And so that's why it's not, we can't be kind of cowboys here. We can't be knee jerk. We can't fly, we, it's not good to fly solo. We need to move as a body with mm. counseling and speaking to older people in the faith, even elders and talk about these things because I think it's important not to just be knee-jerk and go in one direction, that's unhelpful. So implicit in what you're saying there is the reality that even someone who is a Christian, who's born again, who's filled with the Spirit, can be affected by the demonic. So if people miss the evening Q&A, they might not yeah, yeah. see that, but so in a worth maybe underlying that. Because that can be one of the, the sort of controversial questions or it's like, you know, oh, we are completely forgiven by Christ. He's come in, give us a new heart. We're filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, this type of stuff couldn't happen to someone who's a Christian or if someone who's a Christian says, I think, you know, I'm being oppressed by a demon or whatever. Are we to say, well, no, you, that, that can't be the case. That is one Christian response, but you're, you're saying 
no, that's not yeah. the correct response. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, uh, certainly a, a Christian um, can. And I, I was on the other side of the um, the debate, if you like, um, for a while, thinking, no, if you've got the Holy Spirit, how can that be? But uh, I guess the easiest way to kind of help with this um, is, you know, if you're a Christian, you know, raise your hand if the Holy Spirit is, you're completely and utterly, that the Holy Spirit has flooded you to such an extent that you don't sin. Like the, there's the influence of the, the apart from your hand, the, there well, is you the just, influence. You just did there, sorry, lying. So. <laughs> oh, there sorry. you go. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you could have a, a just to get using another, another analogy, you could have someone that's like a mayor or a, you know, a councillor, let's say a mayor, uh, you know, and, and he could be a very good mayor, right? Or she, and, and um, but there, are, there might be certain parts of that city that they are mayor of mm. um, that you don't go to at night. Right, even mm. though they're a good mayor, right, mm. and they're working on it, and ultimately the Holy Spirit comes in to help transform us. It's not that um, if if we were perfect, we in a sense wouldn't need the Holy Spirit to transform us. But mm. do you know what I mean? It's an the ongoing Spirit, work. Yeah. It's an ongoing work, and so there are areas of our life um, that are not wholly submitted to Christ. Areas of sin, and it's it's those areas um, that may not all the time, but maybe vulnerable to a kind of attack if the walls are down, especially yeah. if it's persistent and habitual. Um, and I, you say, okay, where's the scripture? And I, I, I'll read out this scripture just briefly. Luke chapter four, verse 31. So we're just speaking to your mic a bit more. Oh, sorry. Luke chapter four, verse 31. This is what it says. It says, and he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was searching, um, he, was, he was teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching for his word possessed authority and in the synagogue, there was a man that had a spirit of an unclean demon. Yeah. Uh, so again, in the synagogue, this is, we, we don't know more than that, but this is a, a, clearly a churchgoer, someone that goes to church and, and he's, he, you know, the people in the synagogue probably would have been surprised and shocked that, hey, this is that guy, him? Um, and I told the story a bit about my wife who would, would have fallen into this. Be the, she'd be the last person that you would have ever thought would have had some kind of significant spiritual kind of demonic issues, if you like. Um, but that's the case. That was the case. So to answer the question, yes, it's possible because uh, Christ, we're living in the now, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I suppose we don't want people to be living in fear. I, I suppose, you know, when we talk about these things, we can, you know, unintentionally perhaps give the impressions like we, you know, we can be oppressed by the demonic. We just need to live in, you know, constant state of alert or like, you know, thinking about ourselves or thinking about, do you, do I have a demon? Do you ever do? do? That's not where we should be living, is it? That's not what Christ has got for us. No, spot on. And I mean, this is, this is, this is probably why a lot of people uh, and, and even churches don't talk about it. Yeah. Because in talking about it, it, it can make a person feel nervous and, 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 yeah. and go to that exactly yeah. what you've just described. Think, oh gosh, what about me? And that isn't, as you say, the way Christ has, you know, you know, we're, we are, you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, it, we, we have this wonderful confidence in Christ in that he has set us free and he is setting us free and we have the truth and we're in the body and in the community of believers and and we should have a confidence in um all that christ has achieved for us and is achieving for us through our sanctification um and so it's not something you know you if you're hearing this don't don't be afraid i mean uh, someone said that's the most uh, commonly said thing in command in the bible do not be afraid mm. no it's i would say the same thing don't be afraid it's not demon hunters not ghostbusters yeah, here yeah. this is like you're 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 going through and it's worth saying this jesus 
he didn't look for demons. No. He, he, he went about his business and when they showed up, he dealt with it and then moved on. He wasn't like, come on, where are yeah, you? Come yeah, out, yeah, come yeah. out. No, he, he went about his business and um, I think that we should go about the business of following Christ and be equipped enough to be able to deal with them, whatever that looks like, if they do show up. But genuinely speaking, it's, it's, not, it's not the 98% of yeah. Christian life. Yeah. Because, you know, but, but as you say, I think it is so helpful and important to talk about it because I think I am noticing that these type of things are coming up more often and I think there is a generational progression that is happening like three of, the, three of us are broadly the same age even though we don't look it make your judgments on that um, who's the oldest write <laughs> in the comments when we were teenagers you know early 2000s it felt like the biggest um, opponent of Christianity was the new atheists. You got your Dawkins and, and, and whoever, they were coming with, with their books and they were the, you know, in early social media or whatever. Those, if you were an intelligent person, you would be against Christ, Christianity, religion, that's all old stuff, that's old fashioned, that's silly myths reasonable intelligent rational people are atheists that was the idea that was put out and picked up in in you know society as a whole and generally many people maybe 20s 30s 40s in the UK probably it was it was like had something of a church background or they had an auntie that went to church or they would they were fairly familiar with church things and therefore, but actually, I don't go to church and church is for, you know, my granny or whatever, but it's not for me. Mm. Now we're a generation or so later and the teenagers of today, you mentioned the Stranger Things TV show. And that's what, that show would never have been on TV 20 years ago because people are like, what is this silliness? This is silly. But now there's a new generation of those people who are parents at that stage. So they didn't take their kids to church. And that, you know, they don't have relatives that go to church, whatever. So they don't have any sense of like idea of what church is or what religion. It's not that they reject Christianity. They never even thought about Christianity. And therefore, it seems now there is a much more openness to things that are spiritual because it's, because it's new. No one has ever talked about it before. And spirituality is something that's novel, that's interesting. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's cool. And so there is, it seems, an increasing interest in the occult or spiritual things. And uh, you, you, you were mentioning about that thing, even the thing of manifesting, you know, that sort of, and it, it probably wouldn't appear always in a sense of um, very spiritual language, but the idea of the universe, <laughs> I'm gonna shape the universe to bring me something or an acknowledgement that there is a spiritual element mm -hmm. my thoughts and feelings can affect things beyond myself mm -hmm. which would been dismissed 20 years ago by most people but is not now and so it's like it's funny how these things turn around and that sort of thing spot on yes it is and um this morning i i went on audible in fact you can go on right now if you went to uh, today's date um and if you were to go to the trending the number one trending book on audible is spare um, by, which we're uh, going to talk about next which, week. <laughs> Johan's just finishing I'm not finishing trying to say that's demonic or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. But the number two uh, most trending book. We're probably book, not going to talk about next week. <laughs> number two most trending book. Maybe is we a, should though. Is a, have you got a copy of the book? 
I've not. I've not. Are you just so stay on track? Sorry. The number two trending <laughs> book is is a book called is a book called Manifest, um, and it's number eighteen in Amazon's best selling books right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it, this is a this is huge. Uh, this 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 kind of this kind of topic and and you know ultimately the the I mentioned as you say in the preach. Generation Z is increasingly talking about manifesting their their, their dreams, and mm. on one hand, you could say, okay, what does that mean? We mustn't just write something and say it's bad because we don't know what it is. Mm. Um, um, but uh, there's a way of thinking about things. Think, oh, I really wish that would happen. Um, that's pretty harmless, really. It's you know, um, but looking a little bit, not much, but a little bit into it, just to know a little bit about what's going on. It seems to me like um, it's a it's a way to uh, seeking to control, mm. um, which is what so much of the, um, uh, I, I suppose, the occult is. If a person, they want to know that a person wants to know the future, well, other than going to the Lord and uh, you know, mm. humbly asking, "Hey, Lord, what do you have for my future?" There's a, there's a, there's a kind of grasping at, at control, which is ungodly, mm. um, and might even be opening oneself up to the demonic, um, uh, depending on how a person chooses to go with it. And I think the way the Bible uh, uh, is looking for the Christian to respond is to is to pray, <laughs> is, to, yeah. is to ask God, what do you, God says, I'll anything, ask yeah, me anything yeah, yeah. and uh, and, um, and pray with faith, uh, which is also the other the other side. And so it, it, it oftentimes with um, things that the Bible would say forbid, whether it's kind of a, a divination type thing, hidden things is what that kind of means. Um, it's trying to seek knowledge or, 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 or control things um, without going acknowledging the one that ultimately is in control of all things and, and humbly coming in submitted and saying look your will be done um, and, and asking making requests of him he says that in, you know, in Lord's Prayer ask, ask for things so so yeah, that, that that would be what I would say about the whole the manifesting issue. But it's 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 a it's a really big thing, and it's yeah. increasingly growing bigger in, in, from what I can see. Yeah, I think the 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 other thing I was talking to somebody else about this uh, the whole manifesting thing. And is there some good that we can glean out of this? And is there, um, you know, is there are we even like looking at our even seeking God for God? What's a, what are God given dreams? You know, what's the stuff that you placed on uh, on on my heart? And by my manifesting them and like chanting them repeatedly to myself um the the person i was talking to said asked me this really helpful question he said what happens if it works and I, oh yeah if it does work it takes me away from god and back to the thing again because I, i've i've discovered that something outside of god has enabled this thing to happen it's kind of like winning the lottery, right? You win the lottery. You what do you do? You go and do it again. Well, I mean, or, or if you if you if you if you um, to to some extent gamble, um, it, it isn't as much winning in that moment. It's the addiction that it it, it becomes, and it's yeah. a, let's do it again. Let's do it again, and it does feel like it, it takes you away from um, seeking God and 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 trusting in him and his promises and praying and humbly coming before him and asking him for. Um, for answers uh, and for provision and help and everything that we need and beginning to look in, inside and beginning to look to ourselves, to our own ability to make these things happen, which I think is very mm. dangerous. Yeah, I think it, it, I think a helpful barometer for things, because the manifesting is here today, it'll be gone you know, to, at some point uh, in the future, right? And there'll be something else, some new thing. Um, I think a helpful barometer is in Matthew chapter seven. It's, you will know them by their fruits. 
right? And, and so is the fruit of this thing, um, faith is the fruit uh, kind of going to God in prayer, mm-hmm. humility is it? Um, uh, is the fruit, is, is the fruit- um, uh, Gratitude gratitude to God, mm. right? And if the fruit isn't, if it's kind of more insularity, wanting to know more control, mm. whether whether the it was accurate and it worked is, is neither here or there, here nor there. You know, a prophet, um, a prophet isn't necessarily a prophet because it comes true. Like it could come true, it, you, someone could say something, it could happen, doesn't necessarily make a person a prophet. A person is a prophet ultimately if what they're saying comes true and it's in accordance with the Lord's will. <laughs> um, and you know that by knowing the Lord's word. Um, and so I think that ultimately, whether it happens or not, is 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 almost besides the point. It's, it's what fruit is it inspiring? And, and ultimately, you know, you use the example of gambling. You know, you could win once and then that could make things worse because you could be very quickly enslaved and, and then that Absolutely. ruins your life. And so yeah. was it good that it happened? Not necessarily so sure. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, should we bring into the, uh, to the land uh, there for today? I feel like we covered a lot of ground. And I think, yeah, the reason that we're talking about these things because it's important because it's in the scripture. We're dealing them, you know, as leaders, as pastors, all, all the all the time actually in terms of and there are things because some people say you know that's that aspect of spiritual warfare praying for people seeing people freed yep that, that happens uh, we're involved in that praying for people you know you were talking about that um work of uh, that progressive work sanctification ongoing you know we've got our thrive story starting this weekend this week that is a context that very in a specific way helping people reflect on the story what's happened in your life um, what areas of your life through sin through circumstance through whatever things have happened to you that have um, need to have that authority and um, you know full work in the spirit come right into them and helping people to walk into the good of that and that's that's right that's where we need to be and want to be with following Christ he mm. is leading us you know the good work that he started we talked about Philippians last time don't we? the good work that he started he'll bring to completion and that's mm-hmm. the hope that we have in these things so whether you're watching this and you're like oh they're talking about my experience because I'm in the midst of that right now or this is something this is a bit irrelevant to me the common ground is Christ is at work he has won the victory of a sin and death and his ongoing work in our lives is what gives us hope it's not whether we know all the answers or that sort of thing it's like mm. god is at work and as you were pointing out that tobes the way that we walk forward in that is do it in community learning the word putting ourselves under scripture you know rejoicing praying worshiping being with other believers just want to re-emphasize that as mm. well because we mm. can talk about these things importantly in a sort of and be heard in a more theoretical way um but this is this is the stuff of life and this is stuff that's for all of us you know and you know making taking steps forward in sanctification and um yeah but if feel free to get in touch with us with more questions and comments and like and subscribe do we tell people to do that i don't feel we like tell people to do that enough i listen to every other podcast and youtube channel there go like and subscribe like and subscribe so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump on that bandwagon like and subscribe on our youtube channel share it with your friends live lunch is back yeah. and by the way johan is the oldest i believe <laughs> is it well I we think could, so we, anyway my yeah. days on months who would have guessed no no one would have and guessed the rest. that absolutely no one would have guessed that thanks for joining us see you again next week 
See you yeah. soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.